Welcome to a brand new segment of the Dallas Rays podcast, Throne, where we interview fans, players, bat boys, and everyone who shares our love with baseball. With that being said, we'd like to welcome onto our show former college baseball athlete and current entrepreneur and owner of Gallia LLC, athletic brand you guys definitely have to check out. We'd like to welcome Vinny Gallia. What's up, guys? How's it going? How are you? We're doing well. How about yourself? Oh, just, you know, one of those days, right? Just all over the place, um, you know, uh, getting ready for the day. And, you know, not, you know, nothing out of the ordinary for me, uh, for the average person possibly. But, uh, yeah, just just taking things as they come. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, let's start off with the questions. What high school did you attend and what positions did you play in high school? So I went to Oldbridge High School. Uh, I played only center field. Uh, that's, that's, that's the only position I did play. I respect that. I played, when I played um, baseball, I was always outfield. I love running. I love chasing the ball. Not me. I was more of an infield guy. <laughs> I am more well, of an infield guy. Well, for me, I'm, I'm a lefty too. So I don't have options. Um, I can only play the outfield and I'm short, so I'm not playing first. I, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't have that many options. I, I maybe picked the wrong game, but I love this game. It's, it's awesome. But uh, as a lefty, it can be difficult, um, you know, especially like I didn't pitch, you know, when, once I went to college or anything like that. So like, you know, those, those three or four spots don't add up for you. It's very hard as a lefty. Yeah. Yeah. So what about college going to college? Did you still play center field? Yeah. So I went to college and uh, I played at Kane university and yeah, center field was my thing. I mean, I, I started, you know, I played, you know, as a younger kid, like eight, nine years old, like, yeah, you play first and you pitch. Mm-hmm. And I, I pitched yeah. as, you know, for my rec leagues up until a certain point, but I knew that I, that was not my, uh, going to be the position that I'm going <laughs> to strive at doing I was good at it sure but I knew like you know the next level guys that were pitchers like I couldn't you know compete with those guys it's just you know I was good I you know it was you know average guy but as when it came down to it I love hitting I was decent at that doing you know doing that um and center field like I'm fast so like I was good at left yeah. remember I wasn't good at right so like people don't I think like, I don't want to, like, I know you have a lot of questions, but, like, to get mm-hmm. into, like, the outfielding spots for yeah. me, right field, right field for me, like, even though I, I was the, like, I felt for me personally, and I've had this, you know, said to me, I was the best center fielder, like, phenomenal, whatever, <laughs> but you put me in right field, dude, like, you would act like I never saw a fly ball. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, I don't know, it's just perception, you know, it's so yeah, Coming off a bad difference. I mean, yeah, it's all situational too. Like, who's gonna you're gonna put a right fielder and put in center based on how fast the pitcher is? Is it lefty or is it righty? Is he gonna yeah. swing late, early? Yeah, just like you said, like how it comes off the bat too. Like the the spin off the ball. Like I couldn't read anything. Like they put me in right like one time, and usually they say, "Oh, we put the guy with the best arm in right field." Fine, but there was a time they put me in right field, and like I dropped like two fly balls. I'm like, I, I just, I, I, I'm just not good. I can't play right field. <laughs> <laughs> and people think they're the same just because outfield is outfield infield's not infield right so a third base and a second yeah. base are totally different mm-hmm. and and that's how i felt about playing center left i was i was good at center i was like literally like like all american at and right field i was like <laughs> you know you're gonna cut me from your rec team <laughs> <laughs> 
So, I don't think rec players get cut, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so as a college athlete, what did it look like as a, a daily like you have a game day? What are you doing to get ready for that game? Oh, uh, college, um, totally different world than high school. Um, I don't, I don't like high school baseball, and uh, we can go into that subject a little bit later. I really don't mm-hmm. like how it's, you know. Once I got to college, I was like, wow, this is how it should be. Um, basically, high school is like show and go. Uh, college isn't. Um, college, you you have. It also depends what college you go to. I'm not going to say this for all colleges because mm-hmm. I didn't go to every single college that's out there. Really? Uh, for my college. You know, we had an academic advisor, we have a tutor, we had, you know, uh, somebody that scheduled all of our classes in the beginning of the day. So like you have an 8 a.m. class, uh, whatever. And remember in high, in college, you only have, yeah, you don't have, you know, 40 hours a week of, of, of classes, you know, you have yeah. 20, 20 or 18, whatever it is. So yeah. you have so much more time. Um, so that, that, is number one like you have so much more time than you have in high school to prepare to work out to get better to eat right to hang out to have your personal time um so like you know for as a college athlete you know thinking back i'm 30 years old now so like you know when i was there it was you know mostly 8 a.m or 9 30 classes uh monday through thursday we didn't have friday classes for my first two years when i was at school and even if they had friday classes like nobody goes no i'm not i'm not <laughs> I'm not uh I'm not gonna promote that, but yeah, Friday classes yeah. are top fr- Friday classes are like you know it's Monday through Thursday and that's it. So yeah. um, and we get to the locker room around twelve. Uh, if it's a practice day, practice started around three. Uh, locker room twelve thirty one. Some people roll in if they have a later cr- class. Even like even if they come at one thirty. Uh, or, or, or um sorry twelve thirty one, and you know a lot of the hitters would go out early, take some early beeps. We had a, a beautiful cage at Kane University. We had the codes and locks to get in and we just hit whenever we wanted. And we come back to the locker room, play some of the show. You know, we had, P- you know, at the time we had what, PS2 or PS3 in the locker room and uh, hung out, ate our food. It was so relaxed. It's just such a like a, yeah. and I feel like the pro athletes can also relate to this. Like, it's just such mm-hmm. a like relaxed day and it's fun. And it's like, you get your work in when you want, everyone's different. Everyone has their own kind of thing. And then we have our uniform practice or, or, or pregame when it starts, say it's like a, a four o'clock game. Um, we're on the field at two. Uh, we have a three thirty practice. Everyone's on the field at two thirty, Right. So like, yeah. so like showing up at, you know, for three thirty practice at three twenty-five, you were an hour late. Yeah. Like it was crazy. Like it's, it's, it's just, it's like a, you have to embody it, man. That's your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like it took a lot of time, but it's, if it's something you love, then you're not taking up any time at all. Oh, no, dude. I, I look forward to getting to the locker room at 12 o'clock, 1230. We all ate food together. We messed around. We played some games, you know, stupid locker room games, um, yeah. you know, playing the show, going out. Hey, you know, messing around, right, until practice or the game time started. And even which was cool, like, you know, not a lot of guys like to go back to the locker room uh, during uh, the other team taking BP in the field. So like during game time, it's like, you know, you run stretch throw, uh, you, you know, home team does BP first. And then the away team shows up, they do the run stretch throw and then they take BP. So like during the other team's BP, it was cool because 
everyone wants to still stay on the field. Everyone still wants to see how the other team is hitting. You know, you might still go to the cage or, you know, or tunnel and take uh, batting practice. Uh, some people went back to the locker room to eat a little bit. Like there's a lot of time in between, you know, if we have a four four thirty game and we're on the field at two, you need to eat. Right. So everyone comes, you know, bring some stuff. It's not just like bars, it's like meals, you know? So yeah. Yeah. So it was like, uh, it's a lot of time and it's like the anticipation to just start this game. It was like, I just want to play. I just want to play. <laughs> so you're talking a lot about practicing. What is your favorite drill as a player? Uh, as a player, my favorite drill, I mean, I'm, I'm huge on top and bottom hand drills when it comes to hitting. Um, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a million drills. I'm trying to think like it's, you know, as an outfielder, um, it, it's personal for me though, because like I was one of those outfielders growing up that like, just, I was so fat. Like I'm one of the fastest guys out there and I would just like run past the ball. So I needed like, like break, like breakdown drills. And like, you guys might be able to relate and see some of those guys that you might've played with where I needed breakdown drills to like get my body under control to field instead of just rush, 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 rush and go. And then I just like mess everything up. (laughs) (laughs) That was me. Yeah. Uh, As a hitter, top and bottom hand, I, I just felt like that's, I mean, both hands need to, you know, correlate together, you know, like easy drills, you don't have to go crazy. And just you know, tap, tap, like just just make sure both hands are working together. And um, as you go forward, obviously, you know, you scale above that. But um, I think I, one of the main things drill, you know, not so much drill wise, but training wise, I would I would talk more about um, baseball, like actual like baseball timing related you know, sequences, um, trying to train as if it's a baseball game. So like some people say, oh, you can't modify the game and that mentality during practice. I mean, you possibly can if you try. So, yeah. you know, so I think training wise, any trainer, if, if they're going to come in and do some drills or this or that, like drills are great, but like drills should not be like everything. Um, you should get into like the entire, like, hey, if we're going to simulate a baseball game right now, you know, so that's because that's what you're going to see when you play an actual baseball yeah. game. No, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. A lot of literally coaches, like when you go to the games, they're like, oh, we're going to hit you outfield balls. All right, we're going to go and start the game. But actually having simulated game, you have a real experience of what's going to happen. For sure. Yeah. yeah, 100%. So would you say that, that as being a coach, that you would focus so more on the simulated games, um, less on the hitting and the drills? I think it depends on the age group. Um, okay. It, yeah, it definitely depends on the age group. Um, if we're talking about college, high school, like everyone and and has their own likes and, and dislikes and everyone's different. And you got power hitters, you got, you know, some slap hitters, bunters, single hitters, mm-hmm. double hitters, like like whatever. Like everybody's not going to do exact exactly the same thing. So yeah. if you have a time, like being, like I feel like being the best coach, everyone talks about like how to be a great player in this and that, but like being a really good coach is like knowing that, each one of those and really diving deep into like what each player likes and like giving time for that player to do what they like to do. And then yes, you have your uniform like practice or warm ups and like team oriented stuff. But at the same time, you know, give some time to the player to like go and do whatever they want. Like have fun. Like you have 25 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever you can allow, depending upon 
your situation. Um, you know, what do you like to do to get your mind right, get your body right, whatever, go do it. And then we have our team stuff. So yeah. I like I like to put that mixture in. That's awesome. It's definitely different. Because like we said, you know, the Lily coaches, they just, they just show up. It's like, hey, get there 30 minutes. Uh, we're going to do these drills. And then you got to get ready for the game and get ready to go. Yeah. But having that extra free time allows them to grow a little bit. And then also as a coach, you see who's like all in, who's not. All right. So, yeah. you know, it, again, it depends on the level. Usually college and pros, it doesn't happen. These guys just do their thing. And if and I'm, I know you guys are diehard baseball guys and you've been to a bunch yeah. of games, you know, yeah. wa watch, watch when you go to a Yankees game or Orioles game. And I know your cousin, Jacob Bonas, he plays in the major leagues. Watch how like these guys come out, right? Watch how, watch, watch like they, they don't do this team stuff. They come out, one guy comes out, two guys come out, three guys, four, five, eight, ten, and it's all mixed. And they yeah. have their team, they have their team beeps, they have their team maybe IO or whatever they decide to do. But like mostly, like they all stretch and run and throw the way they want. Like yeah. coaches are not on them, right? So yeah. that's how I mean it has to be taught at a young age on on uh, about all that stuff. But when you get to the pros, like you watch warm-ups, you go to the game two hours, three hours before, and you're sitting in the stands, you it's like there's no like team oriented, you know, five lines at five. You know, they don't. Yeah, do <laughs> yeah. They, Doing they the don't duty, do. gotta get ready. Yeah, they they do what they want, and but they're also like able to hold themselves accountable. So that's that's, that's the thing yeah. with kids where yeah. they they can't like not that they can't some can, yeah. but coaches always have to be on them. So it's it's tough. Yeah. So why did you get into coaching in the first place? Uh, well, I'm a teacher. So um, I've always, I, th I guess since I was like 15 years old, I was helping out at uh, camps with younger, younger kids. And it was just something that like, I think what I saw was a big deficit when I was 15, 16, 17 years old, where like I had such a good supporting staff in mm -hmm. my family, in my family, like they helped me and they, like guided me and they might, they didn't know anything about baseball. The only person that like knew about baseball was like my older brother. And, but it didn't like, I still be, was able to get to where I was, which, you know, I thought was pretty, you know, a good milestone or whatever. But like, yeah. I, I had a good supporting staff and I felt like some of these kids were just so misguided because their parents or whoever was training them had no idea like about anything. It was like, it's, it's weird to see like, some yeah. people just like don't know though, right? So like if you don't know yeah. something and you're doing something and you don't know how to do it, but like somebody knows how to do it, you still think that you're doing it right, but you're actually not. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's like it's like this weird like mind game that is being played on you. And um <clears throat> I saw that happening. Um really enjoyed teaching and getting into that and coaching. Like I, I don't know, it's just something that I saw a deficit that like if my not like I knew something and I watched someone not be able to do it, like I felt like I had, I wanted to help them. So yeah, it's a great mentality. To yeah, it's a great reason to join. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, bro, like I'm just, I'm going to say something like, I'm, if you don't mm -hmm. mind, like I'll say like a preface, like, or, or form it like, Hey, you know, like uh, I know X, Y, Z, like, is there any way like, blah, blah, blah. And they'd be like, Hey, yeah, cool. And, and they might listen and they might, but it takes a lot of people to trust uh trust you uh as a coach um that's one of my questions how do you know that you have a good coach how do you how do you know 
who's who's helping who who knows that you're a good coach right so like yeah, yeah if sure. you don't know if you don't know what a good coach is how do you know how that you have a good coach like it's it's yeah. a, dude's mind stuff man so, <laughs> it's a lot of mind <laughs> you're saying your favorite position is the outfield what is your favorite position to coach uh, I mean, my best position to coach is outfield because I played outfield. But if I was a righty, I would be a catcher. Um, I love the catching position. I can't get away with coaching it because I'm lefty. <laughs> uh, no one's going to listen to me ever. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, obviously, I played center like my whole life since I was 10 years old, like whatever. and 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 that was it's 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 funny because it's not my favorite position to coach it just that's what i know the best and that's how yeah. great you know i'm great at it and like that was my <laughs> best thing is like outfielding but uh yeah if, if i was if i had an option um i would be a catcher so all right yeah my brother's fortunate enough to be a catcher yeah. but i don't know that's the one position i can never get behind because i was always worried i didn't i didn't like the fact that i didn't know if the guy's going to swing or not, that's the part that I'm going to like. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just, I, all it takes is, I guess, uh, practice, really. I mean, yeah. I, I got behind. I was at a camp like last week or two weeks ago, and I put a mask on, and I got behind there. And like uh, one of my ex-players was like, what's wrong with you? I was like, dude, I never caught my life. Like, I don't like, <laughs> I, I don't like that's what it was. It was like anytime yeah. they didn't swing, I could catch the ball. But anytime yeah. they swung. <laughs> I was like, whoa, what's happening? What's yeah. <laughs> I used to catch bullpen for, like, all the pitchers on my teams. Like, I wouldn't care. Like, as long as there's not a batter there and I know he's not swinging, then I'll catch the ball. It doesn't matter. But once <laughs> I put that batter in, it messes with my mind. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, so, like, it was one of my first – and, I'm like I said, I'm 30 years old. So, like, I don't know the last time I put a mask on and got behind a dish. It was, I mean, 20, 25 years. I don't even know. Maybe when I was eight or nine, I messed around and I was catching for a little bit. But, like, uh, dude, 20, 22 years and then somebody starts swinging a bat. I'm like, I look like I'm try, 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 trying to throw a righty. That's what it looks like, trying to throw with your opposite hand for the first time. Yeah. So if we're going to move um, to your clothing brand. Would you like to speak more on that or like how did you start it? Like what's your favorite part about it? Oh, I mean, that's a, that's very in-depth. So clothing, it came about, I just, all I wanted was like, uh, you know, like everybody else like uh, has a business, put their logo on uh, a shirt. Right. So I was like, I wanted to put my logo on not just the basic Gildan stuff or Fruit of the yeah. Loom stuff. Like, you know, some of these Nike brands, and all those, you know, Under Armour, whatever they like, mm -hmm. if you, buy, if you buy them wholesale and you try to put your business logo on them, like it's like their logos on it at the same time as your logo. Yeah. So I was like, I don't want their logo on my stuff. Like mm -hmm. I want my, just my logo. So, yeah. and that's what like Gildan does. Right. And, but I didn't like, I don't like their stuff. So like some yeah. people do, that's great. Like I wanted a little bit of a more expensive kind of uh, branding type stuff. And I, I just looked into it and was like, how do I, I, all I did was there was one night I just, I was like, I want, I want my own brand. <laughs> like, I, 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 it was literally, that's how it happened. I just want my own brand. Um, it's been a very, it's probably the hardest thing I ever did. Um, it was, it was very difficult coming up with everything, creating my own size charts um, customers are not fun to work with when things go wrong. Um, yeah. it, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, yeah. And like, I have to deal with it. It's fine. But there's so many moving parts. 
Uh, you have a manufacturer, you have a shipping agent, you have, you have, uh, you have, there's like, it's not just you. Like if I do a training lesson, it's me. That's it. No mm -hmm. one, I don't have to worry about anybody else. I don't have to rely on anyone else. I just do it. And I know it's going to get done because I'm the one doing it. Like, yeah. but when, when it comes down to like, you know, the shipping agent and the manufacturer and the, and then the workers and like the designer and, and there's like, there's just way too many moving parts that sometimes like there's a miscommunication. It's like the game of telephone. It happens all the time. And then something goes wrong and you know what? It comes down on me. No one realizes and no one cares that it was, you know, everything else, you know, it's my, it's my problem. And yeah. So it, it was at first like the coolest dream, like, yes. And, but actually it's become one of my biggest frustrations because it's hard. Uh, it's hard to get things right. And there's, you know, about, I would say eight moving parts uh, when it comes to people that are involved in the process. It's still cool when things come out awesome, but like every time I get a shipment, it's the feeling now is, okay, what went wrong? You know, what do I have yeah. to adjust? Who's going to be pissed off? Like, who's going to get mad at like, whatever. And because there's only been, I mean, there was actually like a six to eight month period where everything was perfect. I'm like, this is amazing. It was cool. Uh -huh. But uh, yeah, you got to say, I, I've learned it. You got to kind of stay on each each top as the, as the owner, you have to stay on top of each moving part. So you, mm -hmm. you can't assume that everything's always going to be great. And you Gosh. have to make it great each step of the way. And like, even when things are great, you have to continue to make them great. And, and like, you have to just check in at each spot and can't assume because what happens with a lot of employees or workers or people that are working with you, oh, this is great, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you know, you know, no one's saying anything to me. Hmm. And then things start to slack off. So yeah. um, <laughs> it's a, that's a, that could be a whole nother podcast, honestly. But uh, I would say, <laughs> I, I do enjoy it. I think it's really surreal. It's cool, but there's a lot of frustration that comes with it. And you have to be able to adjust. And I've learned so much that I can probably hand, like I, it took a long time, but you know, two, mm -hmm. three years, but I could probably handle, uh, you know, almost everything now going forward and make sure that, you know, whether it's my emotions or my mentality, or it's like the actual product that might be uh, wrong or right or whatever delivery times you know it, i i can i can manage it so it's, it took a lot of time yeah i mean it's trial and error though you live to learn you learn from mistakes you learn from the good things you keep moving on yeah i 100 percent. like if i didn't ever do that like you, you gotta put yourself out there a little bit like you know like yeah. if you if you like it something like i don't care like i'm gonna try it like if there's something yeah. i like if i want to invent exactly. something if i want to work on something if I, I do it I don't know. I, it's something about me. I just like to do that stuff. Yeah, just go for it, and then if the, and then you know, push as far as you can. Yeah. So let's go back to when you were a kid. If you remember this, what was your favorite team, and who was your favorite player? Uh, my favorite team, New York Mets. Still the New York Mets, which is yeah, unfortunate. It's, um, <laughs> it's weird because baseball is one of the only sports that I have a favorite team, and and football. Mm -hmm. But like, it's like. I don't know why. I just, I grew up into it. My brother, John, my oldest brother, he's like seven years older. He, he liked the Mets and there was Mets things everywhere and Piazza and this one and that one and Todd so, Hunley, Todd Hunley. Yeah. You know, it was just, <laughs> all right. I like the Mets, like whatever. I don't, <laughs> as you get older, you realize why you don't like the Mets. And yeah. the Mets, a lot of fortunate things happening right now. 
Hopefully, right. I mean, <laughs> I remember August thirty first. That's the last day to put a bid in for the team. So, yeah, they need oh. more than just a bid. They need a, they need to figure something out. Like they thought a new stadium was going to fix it, but you know, two no. years ago they didn't even have a strength conditioning coach that could keep people healthy through a month. So mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, as my favorite player, I've always loved Ken Griffey Jr., fellow center fielder. Um, I, and he was just, you know, during my era, was just monstrous. Just like, just like such a cool dude, like smooth, cool dude. Just like it, like that's what I mean. Like I like cool people. Like I don't like fake people. I like he was a real, and he was just like, let's go, man. Like never talk trash. Never, never like, you know, had a clean. Yeah, like didn't hey, I'm you know, if you Google strike model. me out, yeah, if you strike me out, cool. If, if I hit a homer on you, bro, cool. Like it wasn't <laughs> Yeah. Like, I got you. And like it doesn't matter. Next time you might get me. And that's how I played my whole game is like I don't like people to talk trash because like baseball mm-hmm. is tough. Like you can just strike out the very next at bat and then it's like, all right, yeah. who has the who has the edge? You know, exactly. you, just, you just talk so much trash to me, but like I just struck you out. Like, what yeah, yeah. it's like nobody bats a thousand. Nobody pitches a hundred percent of the mm-hmm. time. So you never back up anything you're saying hundred mm-hmm. percent. Well, talking, you said Ken Griffey Jr. was your favorite player when you were a kid. How about now? <sighs> now it's it's a little different. Like I look at uh, a mixture of guys. Um, I like. I just. I, I think I'm like. I'm not like new school. Um, I, I think like I'm I'm a mid school. So like people talk about millennials. I always say like I'm a half millennial. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I'm not like this dude that's just like, yeah, I'm not like a, a typical basic millennial. Like I like the old school guys. Like I love watching Albert Pujols. Like I don't have yeah. like I like watching somebody like Mike Trout because he's like an old school new school guy um he's he grinds and he just works works his tail off he has a very similar mantra than ken griffey jr had yeah um so i like watching him and it's not just because he's like the best player out there like there's other yeah. guys that don't you know that aren't like the the best players in the world that i like to watch but i i like to look at some of the the oldest guys in the league and then i like to look at who the youngest guys in the league are and how they are acting i think like acting is a big thing to me and attitude um i don't like anybody that's this this cocky dude that thinks they run the world yeah. because like basically yeah. like, you're gonna get shown up dude you're gonna get shown up someone's so gonna strike you out someone's gonna do something bad and you're gonna look really bad yeah so i don't i don't like that i don't like trash talkers um so anybody that's that's they're out of my category don't like them you know, guy that just hits a ball, runs. You know, Joey Votto for a long time was a guy that I really liked. And then he, yeah. he started, like, arguing here and there. Joe Maurer is a guy that, like, mm-hmm. he's just such a guy, right? He's amazing. Yeah. Like, just does his thing. Like, Buckster Posey, those guys are just, like, like really amazing players to watch and, and embody uh, anything after. Like, because, like, that, they're good people, too. So, that's what I look at. I look like great players and good people. So, yeah, it's a two-way street. It's not just how well you play. It's how you handle yourself on and off the field. Yeah. So a whole other part of the game. Yeah, so that's that's basically – I know I'm not giving you a straight answer on it, but, like, watching <laughs> – like, literally, like, Albert Pujols, like, just watching yeah. him just, like, hit a ball and run. Okay, nice. Love it. Like, guy, <laughs> just catch a ball, make a good play. Nice. Love it. Like, 
you know, it's it's something so simple that is just that's play baseball. Just go and play baseball yeah. and be great at it and let your performance show what you can do. So being a fellow Mets fan, I understand the ups and downs of every season. I mean, we haven't made the postseason since 2016, but how well do you think they'll do now with now the loss of Stroman and Excess forgive my words, is. I hate Cespedes, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. This season's it's just this isn't it, right? So you've seen everything with COVID. Um, you've mm-hmm. seen yeah, Cardinals not playing the game for what 10, 15 days. Sometimes they played like, five games this season, yeah. two yeah. and three. Yeah, so it's like. I can't tell you how the Mets are going to do this season because <laughs> I can tell you in the next week, something else is going to come up. All right. Yeah. So um, I'm not surprised something like Cespedes. Um, he's always been that kind of guy where he's, you know, he's, he's not reliable. Like, and, and whatever, like we're going to use COVID fine. Use COVID as your mm-hmm. excuse or whatever you're going to do. That's fine. But you know, he's never been this reliable guy that uh, when he was with what the A's, right? He was with the A's yeah. early, and he was like, dude, like the Mets always get these guys when they're like better on another team. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just like always happens. It's like, you know, I I thought he was, you know, the guy the first year. Like he's gonna, dude. You know what? Mm-hmm. Lose the green arm sleeve, and that's part of that yeah. old school in me, bro. Mm-hmm. The Mets like like lose the green arm sleeve. I I I just I can't. I can't. It's like when what's his so name? What's the point uh, of it? It's on your it, team. There's no color. <laughs> I just. It's not your color. Yeah. That, in the yeah. minor leagues, you got to find for that. By the way, if you don't have anything that's team issued, dude, that's it's a fine. So whoever decided, like, I'm gonna like he's allowed to have this lime green arm sleeve when the Mets colors are not <laughs> lime green. Like, bro, get off the field. Like, yeah. I, 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 that's where the old school comes in on mm-hmm. me. And and like again, like, yeah, I know I'm only 30, but like, dude, you got to respect like the game. Yeah. Baseball is a different game mm-hmm. now than it used to be. But at the same time, there's still those like you know those rules. Uh, what do they call them? The um, unwritten rules that go into. Yeah. You know, like for me, like I don't respect other, other people might like it. Oh, I love his his green arm sleeve. To me, then when I see that, you're you're a jerk. You're you're an A. You're you're an A. Stand like, out with I, your stats, not what you're wearing. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, I, I don't I don't like that. Wear a blue one, wear an orange one, yeah. wear a white one, you're good. Like so that to me right there is just shows disrespect. I don't mm-hmm. I don't like you. I don't like you. So, you know, for him to be on my favorite team. He, he might say different. That's fine. But it's yeah. my opinion. My opinion is not anybody else's opinion. So yeah. it just bugs me, man. You can see me getting a little bit fired up about it because <laughs> yeah. he gets on the like, field. Like, I want him to do good. But, like, yeah. why are you doing that? Why are you wearing that? He did great in 2015 for us. We went to the World <laughs> Series and we lost. Matt Harvey stayed in game five. Oh, but, like, it's just – like he was caught at the shopping mall on Sunday when they were just playing the Braves. Like fans saw him and took pictures of him, and then that got released on Monday when his agent called the Mets. He didn't even show up. Yeah, he didn't have the decency to say, "Oh, in person, like, yeah, I'm not gonna play with you." This is last year in his contract too. Like I said, when he was he was with the A's, the guy was a monster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Needs yeah. to go back to the A's. He was gunning people down, hitting dingers. Everyone should just have an incentive. Like you mm-hmm. get base salary, what one, two million dollars, and whatever you do on the season, you know, however many hits you get, you get that money. Like that's it. Like however many, whatever RBIs, whatever, like however many games you play by staying healthy, you get more money. Like incentive, all incentive, no contract, no secure. Like 
A million dollar security is good, right? That's a lot of money. Yeah. You would like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so everyone gets a million dollars or 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 eight hundred thousand, and now whatever you do on the entire season, you get incentive. Like done. Yeah. Stop giving so these guys contracts, time. man. Stop giving these guys contracts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, big contracts. <laughs> They're getting a lot of big ones. Yeah. So there's obviously some powerhouses, right, in the league. Who do you got going into the World Series this year, and who do you think is going to win it? Oh. Uh. I mean, I guess I'm going to have to go and talk about your Yankees, right? <laughs> um, they're just they're, – they're one of those teams that are playing really calm right now. Um, I, would, I would love for one of those teams that got messed up, you know, Dodgers and those guys from the Astros era uh, to get in there and, and then do something. But, um, yeah, I just feel like watching the Yankees is just like – they're just playing ball, man. They go out yeah. there, hey, boom, boom, and they just do it. Like, it's it's fun to watch. Um, again, being a Mets fan, it doesn't matter. Like, I like watching baseball. I'm a baseball fan. Yeah. Um, but watching those guys just go out there and, 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 and play the way they play is – they're not – there's no pressure. Like, they have no pressure. They're just like, eh, whatever. Mm -hmm. Go play some baseball. So, I think they're going to be a private team to beat. It's it's so weird this year with like the records because you yeah. know the Rockies are first place. Yeah. Like no one expected that. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like the Rockies are gonna do bad, and then all of a sudden, like Blackman's on a fourteen game hitting streak right now. That guy's a. I, you know that guy, I, that guy's story is amazing too. I love his story. Um, why, you know, hearing hearing about his story, what was he like a not a construction worker? Wait, I think that was was him, right? Was I believe so. Yeah. Something like that. I got to look that up again. But, you know, I remember his story being one of those things where he was working a nine to five and then uh, just, I don't know if he went to a tryout. I forget. It was like years ago. I, yeah. I read about this. And then all of a sudden, dude's one of the best players in Major League Baseball. <laughs> all right. Cool. He got better the longer his beard got, too. <laughs> <laughs> Great beard. Can't shave it. Yeah. Keep team with that beard. There's not a lot of guys left like that. <laughs> Uh, what was it? Two thousand uh, was it? Two thousand four, two thousand three. Red Sox. Uh, they were, they were no, you know, Varitek, all those guys, beards and all kinds <laughs> of crazy looks. Yeah. All right, we're gonna head into what we do with the interviews. This or that questions. Cool. So we got the first one: Xbox or PS4? Xbox. Ooh, I was hoping you said PS4 because you said play PS2 with a show. I know, but I that's the only game I would play on PS4 and I don't have my that's PS4 broke I had I had both, okay. Okay. But PS4 broke and I never bought a new one. <laughs> <laughs> well, the show is coming to Xbox next year, so you don't have to switch over. Well, there's I haven't played an MLB game in so long because my PS when my PS4 broke, like M Xbox doesn't have any good baseball games. Like I yeah, they had 2K and then it wasn't that good. That was terrible. Yeah, it wasn't Way too much like the actual basketball game that they made. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, on to the next one. Let's see if you think such a jersey exists. Pork roll or Taylor Ham? Pork roll. <laughs> okay, I like that. Pork roll is the answer. Seeds or bubble gum? Seeds. Yeah, all right. Sure. <laughs> Hot dog, hamburger. Hamburger. And does Central Jersey exist? Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Thank you. Because <laughs> no one thinks that. <laughs> the thing is just lord the south and you people are out of state like, you know you don't live here it's like, come on <laughs> the smallest state we decided to split up to three of the smallest things of all <laughs> yeah yep 
<laughs> Cardio or weights? I like weights, but I like jump roping, so it's hard. Um, but yeah, mostly weights. I think that. Instagram or Snapchat? I was a Snapchat guy for so long, but like I feel like no one uses it anymore, so I had to be like an Instagram guy. Yeah, Instagram is really good for promoting. Mm-hmm. It's everything. Um, but I, I like doing the Snapchat for the faces, and that was a joke. Yeah. And like whatever, but like no one like uses it that much anymore. Yeah, it's really not as used. Three years what ago, about... I'd be all about Snapchat. I'm telling you right now. It was like, I have a million videos <laughs> saved, like being stupid, whatever. Uh, when the faces first came out, it's cool. What about Netflix or Disney Plus? Uh, well, I don't have Disney Plus, so it's got to be Netflix. As the same thing as us, we haven't bought Disney yeah. Plus. We just have Netflix. <laughs> We've had it like... for probably five years, maybe. Uh, I don't think I'll ever buy Disney Plus unless I have a child, which is not in the near future. Yeah. <laughs> Pancakes or waffles? Waffles, hundred percent. Yes, I do chicken or waffles. I actually never got into it, but like I always questioned it. I tried it one time. I did like it, but waffles are where it's at. Um, pancakes, eh, I don't know, do anything for me. <laughs> and the last one, iced or hot coffee? Um, I don't really drink coffee anymore, but uh, never drink ice. So um, I usually, if I drink coffee, it's a, it's like you know four to six ounces of like a black coffee, and I only drink coffee maybe like once a week. So like you know, yeah, hot coffee. Uh, <laughs> more of a nice coffee guy, but <laughs> I just feel so, like you have to hey. drink it so fast, and like it's the ice is gonna melt. And... Uh, yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Too much concentration, you should be enjoying it. <laughs> and it's just like then it's like water, you know, it's like. Yeah. At that point, you throw it out. It's not worth it. <laughs> Wasted like five bucks. For sure. So, heading into the last bit of questions, what advice do you have for upcoming baseball players? Uh, upcoming baseball players, the advice I have is um, this could be loaded, but I'm going to kind of keep it kind of short. Is you know, nowadays a lot of people do a lot. Um, so my advice is if you really want to be good, you have to do a lot, if not more than some of those other people. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, when I grew up, there was spring rec and that's it. There was no summer baseball, no fall baseball. There was barely winter training. You went to some batting cages that were automatic. There was no personal training. There was no uh, academy teams that were based around anything. No perfect game, you know, nothing. Baseball factory, under Armour national teams, yeah. mm-hmm. P- PBR, you had nothing. So if you wanted to be good, dude, you had to be good on your own and you had to figure it out. And you had to do that with like, again, I, I became good at baseball by, I didn't even have real coaches until I was maybe 15 years old. So uh, I think if you're going with advice, I would say if you want to be good, you have to do a lot more nowadays than probably you ever had to do in the past. Like you, you, you have to do it like all the time. Yeah. Just live, breathe, and eat it. Yeah, it's it's, it's tough because there's kids out there that play every single day, then people that pay for the lessons and the training, and you know people have their things and ill wills against some of that stuff. But at the same time, it's like yo, if you're training with a professional, and the money's going that way, and that's what you're doing, like whatever, like it's that's 
they're doing it. And if you're not that guy and you don't want to pay for that or you can't afford it, like then you better be going out with your buddies and playing some ball on, at, at, a, at a neighborhood field with, with each other. Like mm-hmm. you, you can't just sit home and do nothing and then be like, wow, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm not on that team or I didn't, you know, I didn't get picked, blah, blah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, cause you don't do anything. Exactly. <laughs> what about, would you have any advice for any entrepreneurs? Uh you're killing me, dude. This is this is another long convo, but uh, the advice for entrepreneurs is uh, number one is passion, uh, something that you like to do, something that you feel and and really research going into that um, is not going to drain you so much to the fact that like it's not worth it anymore. Um, you know, if you still love something, you're going to continue to do it. If you're just doing it for money, I'm going to tell you right now, you are not going to make money. Uh, some people get lucky and sure they they flip things or this and that. But if you don't love, if that's what you like to do, then great. If you don't love it, great. If you're doing something just for money, I'm telling you right now, you will not make money. Like you won't because you your, your drive is going to be off. Your The way you present yourself is going to be off the way you're connecting with other people or customers or whoever's buying your product is going to be off and no one, nothing's going to be aligned and you're not going, no one's going to buy your stuff, no matter how good or great it is. So you have to do it for your passion, what you like, what you're, what what you're into and really just know that it's going to take years. Um, This isn't like just putting some, you know, digits into the lottery and making millions of dollars. That's not how it is. You can make, you can make a lot of money. That the reason I like entrepreneurship is because my full-time teaching job, uh, I get, I get, I'm like, I'm capped. Right. So this is what going into yeah. my seventh year, they say you can only make $55,000. Like mm-hmm. it's not like a baseball player. Like if you're the, if you're this in the seventh year, it's, it doesn't work like that. That's why I don't like corporate world and I don't like salaries and I don't like, Oh, steps because in entrepreneurship or baseball or sports or whatever, if you're freaking good, you get paid. Yeah. If you're the best, you get paid. So like mm-hmm. what I don't like about teaching is that I could have a shitty teacher. Sorry. I don't know if we're allowed to curse. Yeah, no, no, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> if, we have, if we have a teacher that's terrible, but they're still going into their seventh year, they're getting the pay, paid the same as me. But yeah. I, could, I could be 10,000 times better than them. Mm-hmm. In a baseball team, they would be cut. Yeah. On, on, a, on, a, on a pro baseball team, they'd be cut. For me, on a pro baseball team, I'd be getting a $10 million contract. So <laughs> that's why I like entrepreneurship is because there, no one's telling me how much money I can make based off how good or bad I am. I do I do what I can and I'll make what what I can make based off of how good or bad I am. You know, so that's what I don't like about, uh, you know, salaries and this and that and entrepreneurship. So like, you know, it's kind of like a, a back and forth thing. And, and it's a, mm-hmm. it's a, a definitely in depth question, but understand that like when you're capped and you're better than like your colleagues and you know that, and they're terrible and you get paid the same as them and you're doing 10 times more than them. And there's nothing that can be done about it. Like, you know, that, mm-hmm. mess, that messes with your mind, dude, that messes. Yeah. And, and sure. I don't like it. So that's why I enjoy entrepreneurship. Cause I, I could do what I want and I could be as good or bad as I want. And yeah. I'll see the reflection most likely in money or the people that are enjoying or not enjoying what I'm doing. Yeah. Your own boss. Get to your own path. Yeah. It's hard though. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. For sure. <laughs> um, and lastly, 
we like to plug yourself. So yeah. tell us where people can go buy your clothing. Where can what can people expect? So yeah, not only do we have the clothing, like we have our uh, you know, COVID's hurt us when it comes to mm-hmm. our a youth athletic development program, which that that is called Zeal. Uh, you can definitely look at you know my Instagram, which is I have two of them. It's Vinny underscore Gallia or just uh, Gallia Athletics. Our, our Facebook is my name, Vinny Gallia, and it's you know that youth athletic development program is ready to take off in person. We had to stop it, and that's like I feel my true passion. Um, the clothing, uh, we have some things that are going to be. Uh, ordered again and bulk ordered our manufacturers up and running again after COVID it was you know long long delay and that's finally happening still at gallia.co uh, so www.gallia.co g-a-l-y-a um, where you can see all of our programs then we start our bounce back program which is our one-to-one online adult coaching and fitness program and and basically transformation program and that's that's been going pretty well we started that because of quarantine and we had to do something, right? We had to pivot and it's going pretty well. So we have those things and obviously our baseball teams and programs out of the, you know, based out of Old Bridge, but, you know, private lessons um, we, you know, do with, you know, any age and also any town or area, obviously and within you know, the old central Jersey location. <laughs> Good old pork roll. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be sure to put all those in the link and description for everyone so they can go check out his website, check out the Facebook and everything he just mentioned. Um, thank you so much for being on the Dell's Rays podcast to with us. Uh, thank you for sharing your experiences, talking with us, having a great conversation. No, it was definitely fun. And um, I appreciate it as well. So, Yeah. Thanks so much, man. Yeah, definitely. You, take, you guys take care. Thank you. Have a good rest of your day. All right.